Folks, this is Eric Donaldson of the Hardmark Podcast, welcoming you to episode 21 of our fine program. And with me, as always, is the man who just got hit by a kendo stick, Ryan Murphy. Uh, did you notice how I didn't use all of your other nicknames that we've given you over the course of this, this program? One. Yeah, the man who got hit by a kendo yeah. stick. You know why I'm calling you that? I didn't have an idea. <laughs> Because <laughs> Ryan just got hit by a kendo stick. If you are curious to check this out, please look up the Hardmark Podcast YouTube channel. You can find the fully edited clip available there. Uh, you can see Ryan go down to his knees in pain. Uh, uh, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> you ready to do another one? Maybe after another beer. Uh, and this is a historic landmark episode. And the reason for that is because this is the, actually the very first episode of this program that we've had a third person, a, a guest on, on the show. And with us today is none other than Tony Tate. Hello, everyone. <laughs> the rich baritone. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you. <laughs> I think you're going to bring a lot to the show. I think you kind of bouncing things off of, of Ryan. Uh, I think this will be good. I know Ryan's a big baseball nerd, so maybe he can you know kind of commiserate with you about baseball things like ground rule doubles and whatever else. Definitely ground rule doubles. I think it's something me and Tommy will get into later. Passionate. Passionate about ground rule doubles. Um, this is going to be a, a good show. So our, our match that we're going to be watching a little bit later is going to be the Ultimate Warrior, your favorite, Ryan, mm. uh, taking on the Macho Man Randy Savage, which, as luck would have it, when Tony and I were texting leading up to this program here today, uh, Tony actually sent me a gif of Macho Man Randy Savage. So I, sure I, did. I thought that was very, uh, and that that was a total coincidence. I had no idea you were going to send that. You didn't know we were going to watch this match. I also didn't know who that was. <laughs> that is very cool. Do you really not know who Macho Man Randy Savage is? I've heard the name. I didn't know the face. A lot of people know him from Slim Jim commercials. And that's what I said. <laughs> that, that, is what, that is what you said. Oh, yeah. Um, but before we get into the match, I know we all kind of, we enjoy chit-chatting. We enjoy talking about things. Here's, here's an interesting thing, actually, that I, I, I recently found. Did you, did either of you know that Wrangler people, Jeep Wrangler people, have hand signs to each other? No. <laughs> no, I did not know that. <laughs> Can you just always lean in and just... I feel like you're at a trial. I just want to make sure everyone understands. <laughs> Good. Did you know about this, Ryan? I also did not know. Um, is it exclusive to Wrangler Jeeps? Y yes. Okay. It is exclusive to people that own Jeep Wranglers. So here's, here's what I saw specifically. I saw a woman in front of me at a stoplight, and, she, and she's just sitting there... I'm like only kind of half paying attention or whatever, but I see she's in a Wrangler and in the opposite direction of where she's facing, another Jeep Wrangler is driving by and she gives them like the peace sign. So she leaves her hand on the wheel, but then she flips a little peace sign at it. I was like, that's, I've never noticed that before. And so then I started asking my friends who used to have Jeep Wranglers. I was like, hey, is this a, is this a thing? And apparently it is, and I may have missed seeing her, her cue, but apparently it's like a little W sign for like Wrangler. 
that you that you throw it's up. Not a peace sign. It's a apparent. Well, I think she may show. have been doing a peace sign, oh. but I think that the there is a Wrangler hand gesture that consists. Of, oh, it's this. So for the people who can't see me right now, which is everybody but the two people in the room, I'm doing like an okay, but I'm uh, spreading, feathering my fingers out uh, in a in a W sign. So this is apparently what you do. So you're clasping the wheel of the Jeep Wrangler, and then you flash the W up, and that's sort of just like the, hey, other Wrangler. I think it's a nice thing for them. I don't like being excluded from things, personally. So when I saw that, I was mad. Also, do you like being a part of things? (laughs) I like having the option of being a part of things. If I decline being a part of things, that's one thing. So, for example, if somebody flashed that at me, and then I had the option back, then... That's fine. Then that's great. Unless you were driving a Jeep, right? Exactly. So I'm being excluded from this without even being given the option to to participate is my point. It must be frustrating, but... I just want to add. I just want to add. It's actually the Jeep wave. It's not just Wranglers. You can just get any kind of Jeep. Wait, really? That's absolutely right. Oh, you're looking this up right now? Yeah. Any Jeep. It looks like this. (laughs) Oh, that is what she did. That's what she did. That's three fingers, you said, three fingers okay. the thumb, yeah. the index, the middle. Those three extended. I bet. That's, Still on the wheel. Still that's on the a, wheel. That's a hand on the wheel. like. You oh, know, yeah. Like, yeah, that's what I was saying. I was yeah. saying you grip it. I'm wondering if there's like a subset of other Wrangler waivers now. Oh. Because she, what she did was that. I will say that what you're describing right there is absolutely what I saw that woman do. But... I'm just wondering now, because my friends who used to have Wranglers, they were talking about a W thing. We know that's yeah. exclusive to, to Jeep Wrangler. That's, that's a W? That's, I guess that is, okay, that is a yeah, W. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Deal. Just got to turn it. There you go. Do you, do you hate this as much as I do, Tony? I hope uh, you do. Absolutely not. What an excellent community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Good. Well, I'm glad that we got that sorted out. So, a little bit of backstory. For a long time in my life, whenever I was at like a social event or a party or anything, I would usually be introduced to people a certain way. Like there'd be like one story or something that they would use to introduce me um, to people. I don't know if either of you guys have experienced the same thing. Uh, For my late teens, early 20s, for better or for worse, I was known as the dead baby joke guy. Yeah. Not... (laughs) Not a not an albatross you want to have around your neck for, for an extended period of time. But, but for a while there, I was the dead baby joke guy. Then, for a while, I was the guy who had a bunch of poop stories. Because I, there was at least three or four occasions where, like, one time I pooped on a campfire. Another time I pooped on someone's truck. So, like, I was the poop guy for a while. And now I've basically settled into being the guy who went to the gathering of the juggalos. So, so having said these things, what is your equivalent for for each of you? What what if you're going to a party and you don't really know people and you're there with like a friend of yours? How do they introduce you? Like what what fun factoid do they bring up about you? I fucking hate these questions. (laughs) What do you mean these questions? Like, present us something interesting about yourself. We're telling I fucking hate this. Here, can I just ask a question? Yeah, Derek. Yes, you may. Uh, looking back on what you just described, yes. how would you say your life was trending? <laughs> <laughs> Dead baby joke. <laughs> Poop stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
there seems to be a pretty discernible path. I don't know if there is going to be a fourth descriptor in my life beyond right. gathering the juggalos, but if there is, I feel like it's going to be a real dark, a real dark place. Yeah, trending down. I agree. I, I think it is trending down <laughs> overall. Um, how would you don't you really have nothing, Ryan? I mean, I could be the kendo stick guy now. Yes! <laughs> yes! The guy that got hit with the kendo stick. Sure, yeah. I, Did you really have nothing until, like, Greta? Greta's going to introduce you to somebody at a party. <laughs> what? What is she? Oh, yeah, Ryan, he went to India on a scooter. Like, what is she going like, to say? It probably depends on how much I've been drinking and how much I'm willing to, like, engage in this, like... Well, you're not the one saying it. It doesn't right, matter. No, exactly. It has to be, like, how pumped am I about, like, who's going to introduce me and, like... And it's the person you'd be most pumped about. <laughs> I, I, it's I gonna be Alex Rodriguez, circa yeah, 1996. Yeah. She's introducing you to. She built a time machine. She's going to 1996. There is Alex Rodriguez. He's palling around with Joey Cora. You're super stoked, and Greta says like, "Hey, this is Ryan Murphy." He. <laughs> I I'm I'm just I'm just kind of blank. All right, I'm so yeah. glad that you're here. Just Tony. Yeah. Like a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you have anything, Tony? Like you've done you. This isn't. I'm, this isn't. A, I'm not insulting you. You've yes. done stuff. I've done some things. Absolutely, <laughs> you've done a lot of things. Yeah. So like, what? You probably have a little bit more of like upstanding things that people would say, but like you, you went on an extended trip to uh, Southeast Asia. Southeast Asia. Is that how people would describe you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. After that, I mean, that was a a very important point in that uh, in my life, you know. How was, long were you gone for? We were gone for five months. That's a long time. That was a long time. And we uh, we quit our jobs. We got rid of everything. So it's kind of a, a crazy trip. I'm not a traveler at all. So <laughs> I'm not. What does that mean? Because well, you don't like flying or is there I more to it? I absolutely hate flying. And Ryan can sympathize, yes. It's, it's a terrible thing, but I understand it's the way you get places. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that boat maybe train maybe train actually That's, in asia we we use we use the train system there i love trains for the record i think train is like the best way to travel because like you don't have to give a shit about anything there's like food usually mm -hmm. uh very relaxing sometimes there's scenery sometimes not but I, I would much if i had my druthers and i could pick any form of transportation i'd go train I thought that, um, <laughs> you know, I was on a train in Vietnam uh -huh. and, uh, it was a little sketchy. <laughs> it just didn't, like, it wasn't relaxing. I was not relaxed that entire time. Animals. Were there animals? Is there that why? Not animals, no, but there were, uh, well, one, they'd go around and like give out food. Yeah. And so when you're done with your meal, I'm like, oh, maybe they'll come around and pick up our trash and people are just rolling down the window. Tossing the trash <laughs> out. What the hell? And then, yeah, the whole time, I don't know, I hadn't really been on trains often, uh -huh. so it just didn't feel as relaxing as I was hoping. <laughs> you didn't catch any cat naps or anything like that? Nope, nope. Hmm. On the train. Well, actually, I take that back. We took an overnight train. Okay. And that one was great because I yeah. slept the whole time. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a big proponent. I've been on some trains in Europe. I've also taken the bullet train in Japan, and I just I can't speak highly enough about my train experiences. I was, I think I was just made to be an 1800s man, just traveling by train all over the live long day. You've been on one train, Amtrak. <laughs> <laughs> what did you take an Amtrak? Probably like, a, I think it was a field trip. <laughs> I wonder if there was an actual destination or if literally. I think we actually did do a field trip yeah. where the whole point of the trip was you're on a bus or you're on a train and that's it. 
And there's no actual point to this besides being on this vehicle. So it sounds spot on until yeah, I don't remember the destination. Of that trip, <laughs> yeah. Remember the train trip. So. Well, uh, well, now you've done it. Well, yeah, I would describe you as, as, as that. I would also describe you as a, as a good friend. Thank you. <laughs> You're very <That's> so kind. <laughs> Packs a hell of a wallop. He he broke my my trash picker upper utensil. I'm not going to invoice you for it, but uh, I am going to keep that as a memento moving forward. It's literally. I'll post a picture on our social media, but it's got a nice curve to it now from the heavy bag <laughs> where you did your damage, and then Ryan got to experience it. So good good times good times all around. Uh, anything else on anyone's mind that we should uh, get get established here before we start talking some wrestling? Um, I came unprepared. I'm sorry. No, I I, I did not want. I, I didn't even know if you're going to participate. So this is all this is all bonus, Tony. No need to to apologize. You can do no wrong in my eyes. Ryan, however, can do many things wrong in my eyes. And as I'm looking over our list of the various matches. In fact, I'll let you take a peek here, Tony. So this is episode 21. I know there's more than 21 matches on this. That's a longer story about our previous episode that we don't have to get into. Uh, But this is where we're at right now. So basically, the premise of our our program, Tony, is every 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 single episode, rather, we will watch at least one match, and then uh, Ryan will try and make a prediction on who he thinks is going to win the match, and then he will rank the match. So by the end of our 100-episode run, we will have the greatest 100 wrestling matches of all time ranked. And that's that's the whole thing. That's amazing. Have you ever watched pro wrestling before, Tony? Uh, yes, but I've never really followed it. It's been on. TNT, TNT pro wrestling. Yeah, what did you see, Tony? Uh, well, actually, my grandma loves it, and so it's always on when I'm... Even now? Yes, today. Oh, wow, okay, so you'll just be going over to grandma's house, and she'll just have it on? Always. That's so... I promise you it's on right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Man, that's... And she's probably been watching it for, like, a really long time by this point. Uh, I think she just got into it, actually. Like, oh! Like, within the last, like, three, four years, something. Wait, really? Yeah, no joke. She found wrestling, and she loves it. That can't be a common thing. And bring her on. <laughs> <laughs> My grandma's hilarious. I don't know if you could handle her on this show, though. She's... I mean, as long as she talks into the microphone as if she's answering a question from an attorney, I think that she'll she'll do very well. Yeah, she raised me right. Okay, so okay, so is that your your sole your sole exposure to pro wrestling? Is what your grandma's had on the past three years? Then yeah, it's been on at my grandma's house. What? Um, how old are you? Thirty one. So you were never into it in like the mid to late nineties when all the kids were like crotch shopping and like Stone Cold flipping the bird and shit like that. No, the most I was into it was I played. I had a, a wrestling game on Xbox, and that's where that's why I like Rey Mysterio. He's a good character. <laughs> <laughs> if I had known that Rey Mysterio that you had this you know connection, I would have uh, maybe made a, a different choice. But it's fine. I think that we'll all get something real good out of this episode here today. This match that we'll be watching. Um, Ryan had never actually well he claims he's watched wrestling before but he couldn't name one person he couldn't name Rey Mysterio I think the only name he knew was Hulk Hogan and that was pretty much it yes, look where I am now and look where he is now <laughs> a beacon of knowledge he's at a, a 14 and 11 record actually so he has successfully predicted the winner 14 out of uh, 25 matches so far he's on a one one match winning streak am I? yes what do you mean? 
I thought I won like all those matches last week. No, there was one that you predicted uh, incorrectly. Was it the Jake the Snake versus Lanny Poffo? I think that was. That was the, that was the tough match. You wanted Lanny to win, but then Lanny totally biffed it when he fell outside of the ring. Oh, my heart. Not my he won your heart, and then the snake just totally went on Lanny. Yeah, no, that's right. You're right. Um, one thing I do want to say. I think that right now, this period that we're in, starting episode 21 on through episode 30, the deathmatch episode... I think that this is going to be when people tell the tales about uh, the Hardmark podcast in the long, long ago in the hinterlands. They're going to say this is this is the period where they really hit their stride and 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 became one of the greatest wrestling meets science podcasts of all time. I was thinking the same thing. Well, I'm thinking it because I know what matches we have coming up oh. leading up to the death match episode, and this is going to be a real, real good series of matches. Having said that, I think that you are going to actively dislike our match here today, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. But with that said, let's talk a little bit about this fucking match. So, as mentioned, uh, our match today, Randy Savage versus the Ultimate Warrior. So the last time that we saw Macho Man Randy Savage was against Hulk Hogan in WrestleMania 5. That was back in Episode 6, so it's been a little while. Uh, do you remember that match, Ryan? Yep. Do you? Tell me one thing about the match. It was a great one. Okay. You don't remember anything. That's fine. Just say that. So the commentary is the thing that you really liked about that match. You liked the bickering. Really commentary, yeah. uh, the backstory of that match, if you remember, was there was a, a bit of a love triangle. So Macho Man and Elizabeth were aligned. Hulk Hogan and Macho Man created the mega powers together and then Elizabeth kind of got in between the two of them and then they had a big falling out uh, with Macho Man claiming that Hulk Hogan was lusting after Elizabeth. Does this ring a bell? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, after that match that we saw where again you predicted Macho Man would beat uh, Hulk Hogan but then after Macho Man uh, started aggressively moving towards Elizabeth you were just like fuck clearly he's not going to win so you learned your lesson there but after that happened uh, Macho Man officially dropped Miss Elizabeth as his manager uh, and then he replaced her with a new more physical presence in the former women's champion Sensational Sherry aka Scary Sherry are we all on the same page so far so Elizabeth is out uh, Sensational Sherry is in as the Macho Man has a new bad guy manager I have a lot, but I'll, I'll wait. Okay. I think I'm going to pick it up as we go. Sure. Okay. So in real life, to kind of take a step back, so in real life, uh, Macho Man, Randy Savage, and Elizabeth, they were married, like actually. Uh, in order to keep up appearances and not expose that whole storyline as being just bullshit, just being fake, uh, Macho Man legitimately filed for a legal separation. So that way, if anybody looked into be like, no, you guys are still married in real life, he could be like, nope, we're separated. Fuck you. So that's how, like, seriously he fucking took this shit, was to go so far as to file for a legal separation. Uh, As far as Elizabeth goes, she would still make occasional appearances for the company, uh, but was largely not on TV, except for some sporadic appearances here and there, usually in the corner of the Macho Man's opponents. Uh, Also during this time, so... Last time we saw Macho Man was WrestleMania 5. This match we're going to be watching is WrestleMania 7, so it's been two years since we've seen him last. Uh, In that two years, he officially proclaimed himself WWF royalty, renaming himself Macho King Randy Savage. So he's been upgraded from a man to a king. Uh, And so then he had his sensational queen, Sherry. 
<laughs> Thoughts, Tony Tate. This is all new to you. Ryan's just taken uh, in stride. This is all just you know, same old, same old for him. What are your What are your <laughs> That is an amazing story. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. You missed the, the the WrestleMania five thing between Hulk and Macho was one of the actual like legitimately, not speaking ironically, one of the best stories because it took like a year and a half to kind of like build them as being friends and then it all got torn apart because Macho Man was just so darn jealous. But uh so that's Macho Man. That's what he's been up to since the last time we saw him. Uh, the other half of this match is a guy named the Ultimate Warrior, who we last saw at WrestleMania six. He also fought Hulk Hogan. Do you remember who won that match? Fuck. Which one? Uh, Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania no, six. I, I remember it was Hulk. Yeah, because Hulk never. I don't think he's lost a match. That it was Ultimate Warrior. Yep. That's what I <laughs> so, do you remember the Ultimate Warrior? Yeah. Do you, face paint, wild hair. It's You really didn't like him. In fact, I would go so far as to say that he was your least favorite wrestler that we've ever seen on this show. I believe at one point in time you called him a pussy. <laughs> I feel passionate enough about it. I think you were mad about the way he was wrestling. He was wrestling, quote, like a, pu- like a pussy. Yeah, basically. So last time we saw Ultimate Warrior was at WrestleMania 6. Again, the match we're watching here today is WrestleMania 7. So... What the hell has he been up to in the past year? Let's find out. So Warrior went about defending the WWF title against a bunch of different challengers. Eventually, none other than Macho King Randy Savage, wouldn't you know it, starts calling the Ultimate Warrior out for a title match. Uh, So this situation came to a head in January of 1991. I think we can all remember that time pretty fondly. Am I right, guys? Uh, about nine months after the Ultimate Warrior beat Hulk Hogan for the title. So he had a pretty extended run with the the world championship so the ultimate warrior was scheduled to defend the wwf title against former american hero turned iraqi sympathizer sergeant slaughter did either of you guys ever watch gi joe i know that was well before your time but you're at least probably familiar with gi joe so sergeant slaughter was like a wrestler but he actually made it into the gi joe cartoon so they made like an action figure about him and stuff so he was like this he's not real quick he claims to be a former marine that's bullshit he was never actually in the military ever stolen valor yeah it is stolen valor yes it's it's absolutely stolen valor so he's claimed to be part of the marines and like if you're a bad guy wrestler that's fine but he in like interviews outside of wrestling is like oh yeah when i did my time in the marine corps it's like fuck you you were never in the goddamn marines shut up anyway so he was this big american hero then he turned to be an iraqi sympathizer during the iraq war you can imagine how well received uh that was among the general population uh so before this match between slaughter and the ultimate warrior randy savage publicly asked for the next title match from both Sergeant Slaughter and the Ultimate Warrior, so that whoever came out of that match as the champion, Macho King would get the next opportunity. Sergeant Slaughter agreed to those terms. The Ultimate Warrior did not. Uh, So fast forward to the match. Randy Savage attacked Warrior while the referee was distracted. He hit him in the head with his royal scepter, leading Warrior to lose the match and the WWF title. 
Uh, this leads to today's match between Ultimate Warrior and Randy Savage at WrestleMania 7. Uh, the Ultimate Warrior wants revenge. Randy Savage wants to prove he is better than the Ultimate Warrior. And so to raise the stakes even more, this is something we have not yet seen on this program. This was made as a career-ending match. So the loser had to retire if they lost the match. And so whoever loses, they're done. That's... Quite a set of stakes. High stakes yeah. poker. We were just talking about three card poker. Don't get much higher than career ending match. This was like a, these were the terms of the. Uh, yes, match. it was billed as a career ending match. You'll hear them on commentary talk about how it's a career ending match, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, so, so yeah, those are the the official terms of the match. Uh, any questions at the moment? No. This. Is, okay. Yeah. All right. Good. So, <laughs> last little bit before we watch the match. So, just. To take a step back, so we're not going to talk about the match for the next little bit, but we are going to talk about the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, so in the past couple of years, he died. In case no one was aware, the Ultimate Warrior is a dead guy now. He, he died. Um, he actually, in a weird way, he basically gave his own eulogy on an episode of Monday Night Raw, and then he died the next day. It's very, very strange. But uh, the WWE, since he died, has used him as like this symbol of like, oh yeah, people that do good things, etc. Uh, they have an award called the Warrior Award that they give out at their Hall of Fame. It's basically a PR stunt to give people from outside wrestling uh, an award who would overcome adversity in some form. So they're basically looking at this guy as like, yeah, we're going to you know, prop him up as being a good symbol of the company or whatever. This is important because I have a couple things that I want to say about the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, a timely item, actually, that just came up recently, uh, WWE just release a new product that involves the Ultimate Warrior. Any guesses what this product might be, Ryan? Can I have a hint? Uh, alcohol. Is it a tequila? Ooh, good guess. That's a good... I like that. Uh, wine. Oh, okay. WWE wine. Oh. Because never have there been two topics, two subjects that have been married so closely as professional wrestling and wine, in my opinion. So they're going to do that. There's going to be two wines that they release. It's an Undertaker wine and an Ultimate Warrior Zinfandel. And so it's going to have three unique corks. So it's collectible. And each cork is going to have a different image and saying from the Ultimate Warrior himself. So I know you're going to be first in line to buy. Yeah. Probably four bottles, five bottles of this. Um, I wanted to, just to give people an idea of, of the type of guy that Ultimate Warrior was, I was going to pitch a couple of real quotes that the Ultimate Warrior actually said in real life um, about some of his political leanings, and we'll see if maybe any of these will end up being on, on uh, those, those wine forks. So here's something he said about Heath Ledger. <clears throat> Quote, I do have to agree that he was a great father, perhaps even greater than the father of the year, Hulk Hogan. After all, Heath Ledger did what it took to kill himself. His kid is without a father, yes, but the negative influence is now removed and his own child has the chance for a full recovery. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> what a crazy thing. <laughs> that is a crazy thing, like an actually crazy thing. He, he had a blog where he made up his own words like distrucity. Mm. I have no idea what these words mean. Nobody does. Uh, he legally, towards the end of his, his life career, he legally changed his name to Warrior, like Madonna or Cher, but Warrior. Uh, and so he had this Warrior blog where he would just, you know, say whatever came to mind about celebrity deaths 
or you know other things that happened to be in the in the news at the time. So uh, maybe that'll be on one of the Ultimate Warrior wine corks. Hard to say. Um, are we ready for another quote? I am. Okay. How about uh, this one about How about this one about Hurricane Katrina? <laughs> this the hurricane to them. I guess you can try and guess who them is the hurricane to them was nothing more than like rearranging the furniture if they could be shown what general conditions they lived in before the hurricane we would see that they had little respect for what they did have we would see just how unorganized unclean and dysfunctionally they lived they never gave a care for order, cleanliness, or function before. But now that they can get someone's attention who will possibly take over the responsibility of their life for them, they go on these tirades about how their life has been ruined. Their lives were already in ruin. Self-ruin. Ruined by the bad choices they made over and over. That is significantly worse. Yeah. <laughs> what a man. But the question becomes, is it going to be on a wine cork? <laughs> wow. What a guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a fucking top-notch guy. I mean, face yeah. paint, you know, I think the tassels around his arms may have been tied a little too tight. I don't know. But there's another one. Right? I've got a third quote. Yeah. Yeah. A third I pitch. Mean, think about, that was a lot of thought. That yeah. was that <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. So let's see. So we have Heath Ledger. We have Hurricane Katrina. And now uh, this, this third quote, this is a little bit of background. He gave a speech at a conservative alliance event at DePaul yeah. University. So they invited Warrior to give a speech at this prestigious university at a conservative alliance event. Uh, his speech was about queer studies. And so this is him talking about his speech. So this is not verbiage from the speech. This is him after the fact saying, this is something to happen in my speech. I think he's specifically talking about how people were getting mad in the middle of his speech, just for frame of reference. One guy without his husband in the front row had a real time, real hard time cozying up to my principled heterosexual obstinacy. So in an act of pure selfish pleasure, the guy got himself physically thrown out by the masculine security guard, unmistakably loving every single masochistic manhandled moment of it. So those are some warrior quotes for everybody. And I'm not flat out saying that the ultimate warrior is a piece of shit and shouldn't be have an award that's given to children named after him but maybe it'd be a good idea to double think it maybe <laughs> so so that's that's the backstory that's the uh that's the match ultimate warrior randy savage now again the things that we talked about uh, about hurricane katrina and whatnot don't really have an effect on the match but i just want you to get some flavor of you know what type of guy the the warrior truly was well, I think we do. <laughs> <laughs> so big pussy, big racist, uh, and he's dead now. So good riddance. Uh, so with that said, anything else that we should mention before we what watch did it? Did he die? Of, really? I just know that they knew all, a lot of them died. He, I, my, uh, I heart think, heart. if I'm not wrong, I believe he had a massive heart attack. Yes. And again, he gave a speech on, Mon on Monday Night Raw, their big Monday Night Wrestling show, after not being with the company for years. Like he had been persona non grata for like 15 20 years and they finally brought him back for the hall of fame the next night he gave this big speech which again in retrospect sounds like he's giving himself a eulogy and then he died the very next day wow. so i think a lot of the circumstances behind like how he went out 
led to them sort of propping him up as this symbol and this figure, even though in real life he uh, sucked. Uh, we should- you seem like a okay guy. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go on record for that, Ryan. Cool. All right. Uh, well, come back. Yeah, a lot of good decisions made today, so Ryan. Just flip it. Yeah, and it's over. Kendo, <laughs> Kendo stick to Ryan's back. Just talking about how well to Warner. He wasn't such a bad guy. He just misunderstood. <laughs> You're batting a thousand today. Uh, cool. All right. Well, then in that case, we will watch this match. We will get Ryan's thoughts and Tony's thoughts. We'll get both thoughts on the match here today, and we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Thank you. That brought us to where we are right now. Unprecedented first time ever in the history of the World Wrestling Federation. Career-ending matchup. One of these gentlemen will leave the City of Angels whose career will then be over. Let's go to our ring announcer, Howard Finkel. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the career ending. What is it? That looks like Elizabeth. Well, director, director, just bear with me. It is. Is that the lovely Elizabeth? It is. That's what I thought. Oh, how, how low can a woman get? She's hoping Savage. How low? She's here to see him lose and rub it in. Savage's greatest moment. Or his final one. That's right. Bell's gone. This one underway, but both men extremely cautious. Oh, beautiful close line. Career on the line for both men. And how much closer can you get? Both of these guys have just about used up everything. I can't believe it. And neither one of them able to put the other one away. We could be here all night. Perhaps we'll see that patented elbow of the Macho King, yes. That is it. This place is going crazy. That's the Warlows. Hold it any thought for a third. We're seeing history made here. Take it while you got it. Like this. 
adversity. Don't I have it anymore? Is it time for me to step down? There can't be a winner. Whoever stays, stays. Whoever leaves, leaves. At the call of this man. Look at this. It's over. Oh, my God, no. No. Did you did you like the match, Tony? Yeah, wrestling is nothing like I thought it was. What? <laughs> what let's delve into that. What do you mean? Uh, I didn't realize there was so much story behind it. 
Okay, well, you just thought it was like UFC, like where two dudes just kind of show up and that's it, or... Kind of. I, I thought there were rivalries, but I didn't know. It was like... So, yeah. one thing, not to get on a soapbox or anything, but like today's wrestling tends to be more like that. Um, there's, of course, like still storylines and stuff, but back in like the 80s and 90s, it was like all storyline. It was basically like a soap opera, but with pretend fighting in spandex in the middle of all of it so yeah and that was my sweet spot for my fandom yeah well yeah you could tell i mean people were crying (laughs) people were following a story there they weren't just like (laughs) yeah multiple people were like i bet if you had a percentage i'm gonna go conservative and i'm gonna say 15 percent of the people were crying at the very end of that match i was crying at the end But for a different reason, uh, <laughs> due to your kendo wound. But let's go to the notes, and we can just kind of fill in the blanks as we go. Of course, Tony, Ryan, if either of you have anything you want to chime in about any of these various points of the match, uh, go ahead and just let me know. So in the in the pre the pre match video, basically explaining why the two men are fighting, we saw Savage attack Warrior a couple times. You both seem to get a kick out of the interview where Sherry. Sensational Queen Sherry was down on her knees, basically begging Warrior (laughs) for a title match, and he was decked out in a American flag leather jacket. Yeah. Uh, Thoughts? Thoughts on that promo? He spit on someone, didn't he? After. Yeah. He. So okay. So she. (laughs) I know we were talking and bullshitting throughout the whole thing, but basically what she was saying was. I just want a title match, Warrior. That's all that I want. That's all that I want from you. And then after he like stands there for a second, he starts convulsing and shaking his face. And you can actually hear his like skin on his face moving. And, he's like, and then he spits on the ground. And that's how most negotiations should go these days, in, in my opinion. But yes, that's what we saw there. Then we saw the outcome of that, that match against Sergeant Slaughter with the scepter scepter to the head and then the nice elbow to the throat that you that you enjoyed uh, onto the warrior. Yeah. Uh, so then we have the actual match itself. We spot Liz in the, cr- in the crowd, which obviously played a, a factor into the match a little bit later. Uh, what did we determine that the men carrying Macho Man out to the ring were? Were those uh, his protégés. His, his protégés. His yes. eight protégés yes. uh, holding his caravan oh, yeah. <laughs> out, to, out to the ring, holding both him and Sensational Queen Sherry. Uh, and, like, they couldn't even be bothered to, like, dress them fancy. They were in their regular wrestling tights <laughs> yeah. with, like, weird 90s stripes and, and spots and shit. So yeah, that was... You said, this is how you get good at wrestling. Go ahead and <laughs> carry around. <laughs> carry around fight and you'll learn a lot. Uh, Macho Man's costume, I think we can all agree, with the cowboy hat and the, the tassels and everything was top-notch. Warrior comes out to the ring. We saw him get pissed at the people pulling on his tassels. It was a very tasseled-up affair today think we can all agree on that it was yeah yeah it was definitely the look <laughs> i know you said that you liked warriors it was, it was colorful it was, it was nice uh did you have a preference between their their entry their opening introduction outfits um macho king definitely uh wore the coolest outfit um i agree I agree. It was. I do like a good airbrushing every now and again, and the warrior had the airbrushing in his favor. But I just think the top to tails look that Macho Man had going, with the compliment of the cowboy hat, was uh, was top notch. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. 
Okay, so let's see. So going into the match, uh, so you can tell Warrior has the big fan support. Um, there was the point where Warrior kept picking up Macho Man by his throat, and there was one spot where Warrior throws Macho Man into Sensational Queen Sherry, and she like flies out to the floor. Yeah. So that was cool seeing a person get thrown at a person. That was so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> but you still picked Warrior to, to win, even after all that. Yeah, well, you know, it's a fight, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, Just I'm going the, for that guy. He's, he's disrespectful, but he's it, probably going to win. It was a real Conor McGregor move. And actually, one point, one thing I did want to bring up, and I think even the last Warrior match that we that we had on the show, we actually talked about this subject. The very first thing out of your mouth when we saw the Ultimate Warrior show up was, is that guy Native American? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I instantly burst out laughing because... I've heard that like on the internet where people said that, but I've never met anyone in real life who who instantly is like that dude's a Native American, right? I mean, look at it. <laughs> I guarantee you, he is Native American. Yeah. Man, I wish a cartoonish version of a white guy being a Native American. Yeah, that's that guy. I when I was putting together my notes for the match, I remember there was a story, and who knows if it's true or not. So I. I because I couldn't confirm and I wasn't going to include it. But now that you mention that, apparently there was a story that made the rounds where um, he ultimately was visiting like an Indian reservation or something just on the road. And he stopped in and like the dude running the shop was giving him all this like free shit because he's like, oh, you're a Native American wrestler. We're so happy to like have you representing us. And like the Ultimate Warrior just totally fucking like was laughing about it after the fact. Like, you fucking dumb motherfucker. I'm not a Native American, bro. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> yeah. Say, how is he not a Native American? What about his costume and how he shakes around, talks to spirits, and it's a cartoon of a Native American? I never, as a kid, I never thought about that connection whatsoever. To me, he was just, it was like a He-Man type of thing. I, I, like, it was just one thing isolated in, like, the, that's just what that thing is. Hmm. Uh, I never drew the parallel to Native American people, but... Yeah, tassels in like Native American places. You know? like, tassels, yeah, calves, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, biceps. Yeah. You know the Native American spots that everyone yeah. knows about. Yeah. Uh, where did I leave off in my notes? <laughs> okay. Oh, there were one bit. Another good part of the match. There is the bit where uh, Macho Man's up on the top rope. I know it happened a bunch. But Macho Man's up on the top rope. He jumps at Warrior. Warrior catches him delicately places him on the ground and then slaps him in the face. Oh. That was good. Yeah, that was that was a big <laughs> a big uh, upset in the match because it took Randy Savage. Wait. Hmm. What was that guy's name? Macho, yeah, Randy, no. yeah, Randy Savage. Yeah, Macho King Randy Savage. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Macho King. That's the next day. <laughs> took him out of the fight for a minute. <laughs> he had to step out of the ring and compose himself. He got so mad that he had to physically exit the ring walk around ringside, sh- shove a random bystander out of the chair they were sitting in, pick that chair up, and throw it. <laughs> just the most haphazard throw you've ever seen. Just throw it into the ring, which also allowed uh, him to get the jump on Warrior because Warrior was all distracted by Sherry, and then he uh, did nefarious bad guy chicanery. Uh, any thoughts on that bit in the match, Ryan? Or did we summarize it pretty well? Yeah, uh, yes. I wonder what happened to that chair. 
if it was in the ring, mm. how is it not used? I'm that's sure it's in the thought hands thought of a collector. That, that's what I thought happened too more often than it actually does. <laughs> let's just make these seven chairs the chair that he threw into that ring that one time. Um, let's see here. Da, 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 tie the ropes, blah, 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 blah. Catches Savage and slaps him. Oh, there was the prolonged bit where Ultimate Warrior was on the floor and then Sherry kept continuously attacking him until he just said, fuck this, and like shoved her as hard as he could on her ass. Yeah. She seemed like she was into it. It was fine. You should. What choice did you have right there? (laughs) (laughs) I thought she was fairly hysterical most of the match. Fairly hysterical. You're the only man under the age of. Let's say fifty that I've I don't heard. Use hysterical and like I'm not. I'm just anybody could be hysterical. She was like banging. On you're, but you're using it about a woman, Ryan. You're using the word hysterical I mean, you about see a woman. Happened at the end of the match, like. Well, yeah. Okay, I, sure. I, yeah. She was a little hysterical throughout the match, but it's it's uh, <laughs> your use of this word. It's the only time I've used it. I just I, <laughs> you used it during the match. You called her hysterical. I used it during the match. <laughs> Have you ever called Greta hysterical? No, absolutely. I would never do that. <laughs> that would... She might get hysterical when she sees that welt on your back tomorrow. <laughs> but no, I'll let you know. So okay. Please tell me. Yeah. Please tell me what her reaction is. Oh, yeah. Okay, so then there's the bit where... Um, gosh, there's a lot that happened in this little bit. Sherry is distracting the referee... Warrior pins Macho Man, Macho King, for like 10 seconds before finally the referee notices and starts counting the pin. Uh, Macho King uh, gets out. The referee then gets knocked out cold. And we're talking like as soon as he hits the ground, he's basically like a plank, like a board, just stiff. Uh, And then while that happens, that's when uh, Sherry jumps off the top rope with her heel and tries to like hit Ultimate Warrior, but fucking moved hit Macho King instead. So in many ways, you can kind of point that to being Macho King's downfall is Sherry's involvement. Yeah. Completely agree. Also, I just mm-hmm. want to note that that is a, one of many examples of uh, the counter moves mm. that uh, Warrior has. That's true. After Ryan made his pick of Macho King Randy Savage uh, for the match, which is the second time that you've picked Randy Savage to win a match and, and not one. Yeah, not, not, not a smart choice. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe the third time's a charm. I'm sure it'll come up again in our in our program, maybe sooner rather than later. Um, but yeah, after that, that's when Tony made his pick of Ultimate Warrior. And you're right, another heads-up move by the Warrior. Uh, always knows where he is in the ring. Great uh, ring generalship, you would say. Absolutely. <laughs> He's about two steps ahead in the whole fight. It's true. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's shocking to me that Ryan didn't notice this. I wouldn't say two steps ahead the whole fight. (laughs) (laughs) I love... Can I... As a quick meta note here, can I just say that I loved that periodically throughout the match, you would turn to Tony and be like, no, 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 no. You don't, you don't know how wrestling works. Like, scolding Tony for having an opinion about what was going to happen. Like, no, I'm, trust me, I've seen some shit in pro wrestling. Uh, because there was a couple points where we thought for sure Macho Man had it, and then Ryan would always be the voice of reason. Like, oh. I thought he would get a little excited to like, make sure he knew this wasn't going to end here. Yeah, yeah. And, didn't know what the fuck was going on. Temperance expectations. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I, I had no idea. There were, I'm sure we'll get to it, but there yeah. was a moment I did not think 
one of the two would come back from. Uh, and that's actually the next moment on my notes. Are oh, you talking about the five fucking elbow drops? Absolutely. I thought that ended. I thought that ended my guy's life. Okay. Yeah. I thought he was dead. So. Not sure how you recover from a five. I was like. <laughs> I'm going to go on a mini rant here. Okay. Now, I, I don't know. I'm just speculating. I don't know this. But I would say that, that the idea for that to even happen was probably Macho Man's. Because like he was a professional. He always tried to make the other guy look good. He figured, okay, I'm retiring. Maybe, maybe not. I'm just going to make this guy look really, really strong as I gracefully make my exit. So not only am I going to hit him with one of my finishing moves that has beaten everybody else in the company, that's not good enough. I'm going to hit him with five of my fucking finishing moves, which is insane. I wasn't sure when he was going to stop. Was it going to be seven? Right. Or like nine? Once he gets four, you're just like, this has opened up to any number of possibilities. But it was so weird, especially in that era, where the only two people who would ever habitually kick out of other people's finishing moves were Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. They, they were it. And then they do like the, you know, crazy thing and flailing and then they'd summon the power from the people. But that was it. And so to hit five on, on the guy was just fucking bizarre to me. But anyway, once he does that, Ultimate Warrior then starts shaking the ropes. He's doing his, I don't know what you want to call this. He's Spirit dance. <laughs> <laughs> Spirit. Yes, yes he's doing his rain dance. He is. He was. He's <laughs> channeling his ancestors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was cha- yes, he was channeling his ultimate warrior and na- ancestors, ancestors, and then that's after he hits like clothesline, clothesline, uh, big body gorilla press slam, etc. Big splash, and then Macho Man kicked out of it. The first man ever to actually kick out of the Ultimate Warrior splash, as a matter of fact. And then we can all remember what happened after that. Ultimate Warrior starts talking to his hands. What's going on? Lead me in the right direction, my gods, etc., etc. Any thoughts on Warrior's hands? thought it was interesting. (laughs) It was definitely a turning point in the fight. We were kind of, again, doing a little bit more bullshitting during that part. But if you listen back to the commentary, holy fuck, they earned their money just doing that one bit. Like, he's talking to his gods! They're telling him what to do! Like, Like, all this stuff. Trying to make sense out of a completely preposterous situation. I was surprised he got, like, one more shot in there. Who got one more shot? Uh, uh, Macho Man. Oh, okay. He got one more, one last kind of shot because he was. Oh, dying. after Warrior was yeah, talking to his hands, it was like one like kind of little shot, and that was. Uh... So yeah, he got the. So when Warriors again, when I when I say I'm talking that he's talking to his hands, I'm not speaking like metaphorically. Yeah. I'm saying that he has his hands out in front of his face, both of them, and he's like basically having a conversation with both hands, and then occasionally look looking to the heavens. One waiting for a sign. So that, that's what's happening. He's standing on the ring apron, and then Macho hits him one final time, as you mentioned, and then they set him up on the uh, um, guardrail, and that's basically it for Macho Man. Macho Man misses the attack on the guardrail. Uh, Warrior hits him with a bunch, like three shoulder tackles that each knocks Macho King out of the ring. And then with the most... Okay, let me. Here's the note that I wrote for this bit of the match: Infinity shoulder tackles, most casual cover ever, 
And then even the commentator Bobby Heenan was surprised and got cut off mid-sentence when the match ended. That was the most jarring ending I can think I can ever remember because it was so like low-key. He just casually rolls him over, casually puts his foot on his chest, one, two, three, and it's like, holy fuck, that was it? That's the end of this fucking thing after five elbow drops from the top rope? But that was. That was the, the end of the match. I, I haven't seen it. Like, Both yeah, men were right. exhausted. They it didn't look like it. <laughs> Ryan has a big problem with Matt drama and people being exhausted in matches. He's always... Yeah. No, I, I mean, it was fair enough ending. Like, good for him. Fair enough yeah. ending. Good for him. Uh, well, he did celebrate. You didn't like that, how he was posing on the ropes and stuff. You always hate celebration. Are you big, like... I didn't... In, I, I, maybe I missed the celebration that I... When he he put his jacket on and then he's up on the middle rope and you made a point to be like, ah, oh, this this all this drama is not necessary. Like you you were you were specifically very angry that he was celebrating his victory and you typically are. Whenever people linger about after they've won the match, I don't know if it's just because you're desperate to get out of here, but you're always very lingers. <laughs> Do you feel the same way about touchdown celebrations? <laughs> Uh, it depends on who's doing it. Yeah, sure. Uh, what about like the martial arts one that just happened? Did you guys see that clip with the guy doing kung fu to the... You know what? It, my, my dad hates touchdown celebrations, so I think that's where I got it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? This should act like they've been there before. That's where I got it from. Like, I don't know. I love touchdown <laughs> celebrations. I love them too. It's football. It's entertainment. For it's sure. A little bit of showmanship never hurt anybody. But there is one that just happened like earlier in the week where there was a guy, he was, it was, uh, an away team. I don't remember which, which team it was, but the away team scored a touchdown and he went up to like the barricade at the end of the field. And so it was like the other team's logo and he squared up like in a martial arts stance and he started throwing punches and kicks <laughs> towards it. It was fucking great. Uh, real good stuff. But, uh, that's, that's funny. I <laughs> encourage checking it out. Yeah. Okay, so Warrior celebrates. He leaves. Uh, that's when the best that, part of the match that hit was it. In your opinion, was oh, that absolutely? The- <laughs> <laughs> so once Warrior leaves, that's the best part yes. of the match. Got it. So uh, Sherry goes hysterical. The words of Ryan Murphy, not me. I would never call a woman hysterical, but Ryan less hysterical at that point than she was. Her. What do you mean? She was screaming at oh, Macho she Man, and then she upset. Like she was losing her like status, and like <laughs> she was just like slamming her hands on the mat. Like yeah, she was upset at this. Point. She was drumming up support for her king yeah, before yeah. Ryan, for Pete's sakes. But uh, she starts screaming at Randy. Any thoughts on this part of the aftermatch, Tony? Uh, no, I didn't know much about her story, so I was, you know, she was in and then out. In sure. Episode. Yeah, that's fair. She was, she was basically just a bitch that was around for a year and a half that would do what she did in the match that we saw here today. She would just get it. She would, like, rake people's backs and, you know. I saw her do that move. Mm-hmm. I saw that. She did a lot a little, of that. A little, you know, n- nothing at the end there. Um, she seemed to, like, want to, like, get involved, like, several times, but nothing, like, when he needed it the most. That's, that's true. That's that's a good point. A little too late. That is true. Uh, trifling. That's what I call her. (laughs) Trifling. (laughs) So as she's attacking, as she's attacking Macho Man, she gives him a couple boots to the gut, starts slamming his face into the mat. Who should run in? But the lovely Elizabeth, who's been watching the match from afar. Two years, guys. Two years she's been away from the ring and she finally returns 
uh, men's fences with the Macho Man, uh, throws, literally throws Sensational Queen Sherry out of the ring. And then, can I just say, and I'm not saying this ironically, facetiously, whatever word you want to use. Did you, are you bleeding again? No, I'm not bleeding at all. I'm just like. Didn't you do that before? Didn't you make yourself no, bleed? This was, this was here before. I, I have a stress away. ball for you. Just, you know. <laughs> just go on with it. <laughs> <laughs> he made himself bleed one time. Just sitting. I did? Yeah. We were podcasting together and you were just, I'm bleeding. And then it's like, why are you bleeding? There's no reason for you to be bleeding right now. We've just been sitting out of your conversation. No, You're going to start bleeding. This, I can this see. is a pre-existing condition. Are you bleeding? No, I'm not bleeding. Like, Don't make yourself bleed. I'm not bleeding at all. Like, just, just finish your thing. I have shit to do here. Like. <laughs> I lost my train of thought after you started bleeding. Um, uh, whatever. Facetious comment. Like, queen. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm not saying. Okay, okay, okay. I know what I was going to say. Okay, thank you. I did have an edible earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimately. Uh-huh. So imagine this. Imagine you're a fan in that arena, which, like, even though it wasn't the L.A. Coliseum, that, that had to be, like, 20-ish thousand people in there. Uh, between 15 and 20. Big arena. You're trying to communicate to all those people all over that arena from like the $5 seats at the very top to the front row. Like what's going, what emotional state I'm in right now. You're Macho Man Randy Savage. He did such a good job of one, conveying like, why the fuck are you here to Elizabeth? Two, having that sinking realization like, oh, sensational Queen Sherry was beating the fuck out of me and you just saved me. And then three... You're the girl that I want to be with for the rest of my life. Like, he had to communicate all of that non-verbally to a group of 20,000 people. When you put it in like that, like, I thought it was a little over the top at some, some but you're right. Like, he had to communicate that to, like, yeah. everybody. And they're not hearing commentary, so true, there's true, no yeah. benefit there. So he has to be big with his, like, everything that he's doing it, it, so that everyone understands, like, Oh, fuck! Watch your man! She's the one who fucking saved you, dude! <laughs> But it was the best part, and the and the the commentators were fucking like that was some of the best commentating I've ever seen in a wrestling match, really a professional sports match. To be honest, like, the, the way they commented, like the love story that was going on, it was yes, just well done. It they was, did. It was very good. They did drive that home. Uh, any thoughts on that, Tony? Uh, I thought the commentary was awesome. It, was cool. it seemed like. They were just improvising and just kind of guessing what these guys are doing, but conveying a story. Sure. To me. Yeah. Sometimes, like when he was talking to his hands. Yes. Like that. That was scene yeah. felt like improv. But there was just, <laughs> <laughs> I have to make this guy look like not a total idiot. So what do I say in this yeah. case? He's like, he thinks this. Uh, no. Right. And then did this, this. Like, okay, that's cool. Oh man. But yeah, that. So one thing that I thought was so impressive about this match and and like granted from an athletic standpoint like some of the stuff they're they're doing was impressive but like we've seen matches during the run of this program where like they've done legitimately super impressive stuff there was there was nothing nothing yeah yeah, like it it looked like two human beings doing drama with the theatrics of this yes the theatrics were you guys Um, not blown away by those elbow bombs because i was (laughs) it's crazy you were like in real life you know this man is just jumping off the top rope and landing his elbow on your throat 
Macho Man's elbow drops were some of the best in pro wrestling history. Ryan is very jaded about wrestling yeah, moves. Ninety-five percent <laughs> of what he sees, he's just like, "That's not a big deal." They're landed on like, what do you call it? What do you, you think it's, it's a? It's a soft mat. Like. It's not. It's wood, Ryan. It's, it's a wood goddamn. I've seen him set up at the. That's right. What was that? Defy. I Defy. forgot about that. Yeah, so I did forget that I, I do have some wrestling watching. Wrestling. He's been to live wrestling shows. I've yeah. seen him. Uh, I worked the. Uh, was catering there. Yes. <laughs> did you did you not watch any of the matches? That no, you... I did. I did. It was okay. really cool. Yeah. It was really cool. Because while they were going on, no one was getting food and stuff, so I'd just stand. Yeah. Yeah. I brought you a beer once. You did? I did. I, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I, I... You paid for it and everything. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I think I tipped him okay. Um... I was just talking about the mats. It's fine. Oh, that's I, right. The mats. Yeah. I, I Those... Tony, you know, I mean, his first match, right? Like, yeah, exactly. So exactly. Wrestling, Tony. But the elbow drop, like, just imagine no. trying to pull that off. Just, like, I'm going to, like, okay, take the, the kendo stick. Yeah. I, I missed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's now imagine true. you do that. Well, Five times. Talk. Yeah, that's, a, and that's that, crazy. Yes, man. for sure. Macho Man was one of the one of the greatest of all time. No, I think Tony should see the number one match to see, like, you know. Well. I mean, I got plenty of time. Yeah, I think I saw the best one. Is that the best one? Well, I mean, we're gonna we're about to get to the science. We're about to that to that point. So we will. No, no, no. Uh, and uh, Ryan was was peeing during this, but Tony and I, yeah, calling out peeing boy over here, little bladder. Tony and I, however, enjoyed. All the shots of the fans in the crowd crying their eyes out. Yeah, they were moved. So, okay, off the top of my head... Well, I guess the, the main one that stands out for me is the gentleman in what can only be described as a nylon turban, a, a bright yellow nylon turban, and some sort of track jacket uh, underneath. I've never seen... this. His hat had to have been a piece of WWF merchandise, but I have no idea who it would have been for or, like, what it what it was actually, what its purpose was. But he was my favorite, and he was also the first guy they showed, just hopping up and down, tears streaming in his face. And you could... That was genuine emotion. That's real. Oh, yeah. And I loved it. Uh, last thing I want to say before we get to the... Uh, you... I'm... I'm ready. Just <laughs> <laughs> last thing I want to say before we get to the science, which I know is the real reason everybody's here, uh, because we love beakers and test tubes and whatnot. By the end of everything, not the match, but by the end of like the whole Macho Man Elizabeth thing, you pretty much have forgotten the match yeah. you've forgotten that he lost to the ultimate warrior so in many ways even though the warrior won he's kind of an afterthought after you see everything happen just because of the the extreme turn in the fan reaction from everybody fucking hating this guy to everyone loving him all of a sudden that's what i was thinking was going to happen oh and so you thought you'd win, and then... With the fans, with the people. Okay. Yeah, I thought it'd be a win for the people, the fans. Um, I was... The match... Again, afterthought, I think, for most people. You know, so... <laughs> sure. Uh, hope you understand. <laughs> it's a very astute point. It's a very, very astute point. Thank you for, for mentioning that and getting your two cents there. Tony, any, any other comments about the match versus aftermatch? Um, not really. I was a little disappointed that... 
this man lost and everyone was celebrating him, but I get it. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. He should have just gotten the fuck out of there. Yeah. He you lost. Was, like, just hanging out on stage after the fight. Just, <laughs> hanging out on stage! Yeah, taking applause. <laughs> it's true. Like, like, he didn't just get completely demoted, yeah. you know? Making out with some chick. Like, yeah. big deal. Get out of here, pal. He takes a loss, and he's no longer the king. <laughs> lost his queen. He's with some other girl. It's true. <laughs> he's back to macho man, you know? That's, that's you, you paint a pretty bleak picture of how that uh, turned out for him, I guess. Yeah, everyone's celebrating, but that was a, a life-changing moment for him. That's true, in a bad way in yeah. many in many respects. Yeah, no no, no income? What's he going to do? He's going to be like the rest of us, uh, trying to apply for unemployment? It's going to be going to be miserable times. Hopefully he gets that extra kickback, but who knows if that program's going on much longer, right? Uh, so let's talk about some science. What do you say, Ryan? So we got... This fucking list is massive. Now. It is. It was getting harder and harder to fucking put it anywhere. <laughs> so, Tony, just real quick. Last episode, episode 20, which in my mind was going to be this big momentous thing. I had the great idea of, oh, what if instead of watching one match, we... <laughs> what if... It... <laughs> But if instead of watching one match, we watch six matches. And, but they were all short. They were all like five minutes or less on average. But I forgot about the fact where I talk about each of these matches before then. So, like, it ended up being fucking miserable, basically. <laughs> I was sitting there. We were sweating out of our eyeballs. There was a point where I forgot to start the recording, so I talked for like 15 minutes oh, no. without realizing, and it was like... And then he's like, let's just fucking do it again. Like, let's just record and like start over. Like, this is how the magic yeah, happens, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. So, so that was last episode, and so this is our first time seeing the list with an extra six matches tapped, tapped on. And woof, this is a lot of content, my friend. Let's, let's lead, off with, lead off with one question. Did yeah. you like the match? I did like the match. I did like it. I thought it was... Uh, okay. I'm assuming you liked it more than the previous Ultimate Warrior match that we saw. Where did I put that? Uh, towards the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, it was good. It was good. I would I'd put it like up to higher, not like... Can I high. see? Yeah. May I? But I, I... Higher. Okay. So let's, let's start... So we got 25 matches on here. You say higher. Let's start with 10, and then we can either work down... It's going to be up. somewhere around 10, probably. Up. Match 10 right now is uh, Kazuchika Okada versus Katsuyori Shibata. I remember fondly. So that match had the headbutt where the dude literally ended his own career. Oh, shit. Like he headbutted the guy so hard and started bleeding that he suffered a hematoma on his brain and had to retire oh. immediately, and he's lucky he didn't die. So that happened. It w- my recollection of your feelings about the match, you thought it was okay. Um, you, I think it went on too long for you, and uh, you liked a couple of bits, but uh, that was the one where the dude had left the company then come back and he was trying to earn his, yeah, his place yeah. back in. That was great. That was a great match. <laughs> yep. Really close. <laughs> yeah. Okada, if you're listening, Brian thinks it's a great match. Let me, let me see the board. Like, okay. Take it. Uh, this guy, this is how it is. Yeah, every every time. Jake Roberts versus Lanny. Do you remember that match? Was, that We watched that last episode. It's a like, high school guy named Jake Roberts. You told me that. He did not go by the snake, though. No. <laughs> which is a big mistake. Yeah. Did I, was this a recent match? Jake versus Lanny? Yeah. That happened last episode. Yeah, so I thought. Yeah. That was the one with the snake. 
being draped oh, across the man yeah. at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Pro wrestling. Uh, yeah, this is tough, man. Like I am, show okay. me the goddamn. Yeah, list. You keep taking. Let me pick. You up. don't know about any of these, but you've watched all of them, but you don't remember I have any. General idea okay. where I want to. All like right, things. I'm just gonna let you work through the process. Use the integers. What's another science? I want to say Kaufman versus Lawler is better than that. I want to say it's behind that. Uh, you guys need two iPads and Google Docs. It's <laughs> <laughs> ambitious. You lo- you really enjoyed that match. I didn't undress on that much. So. That was the one where it was like literally every single move in the match was ridiculous, like insane. Like where Sid threw the guy over the top rope out to the floor, and then he threw them back. Over the top rope from the floor. You, okay, I need to refresh on like a lot of these matches. Like this is getting really hard. I, I'm thinking like you're welcome to come over whenever yeah, you want. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, Where are you thinking? Can I'm I help you? Like, like, like eight to like eleven, maybe like. <laughs> okay, can I see the eight to eleven? Yeah, I think it's probably, probably, well, probably number nine. Point number nine. In I'm the top thinking. ten. Eight to, we already talked about ten. Did you like this match more than Okada versus Shibata? I mean, I, I remember the premise of the match. Yeah, uh, but you don't. But nothing's sticking to your ribs. Right. Yeah. Nothing what brings, okay, so you like this. About this match next week when I come in, I'll be like, oh, shit. Like. Uh, you'll, prob- you'll probably remember the, the love at the end. Yeah, this, this is a lot of... I think the love will stick like That would be a nice like, marker to have on these. Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it would. Yeah, or I got Kindle stick in the same like fucking night. Right yeah. Okay, so it's better than that. I'm... Okay. Is it not better than I think, that? I think about number nine. I think it's so right above that match. That's where my heart is going right now. I think I just got... Okay, so Jake versus Lanny yeah. is, is number nine now. So, okay. So this is our new number... Nine. Nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You left yourself some space. Yeah, this will be nice when you have to change number one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, Ryan refuses. So number one, we established in episode two. And then the last number we established in episode three. Ryan refuses to fucking move either of those. and, And he actually... Bless his heart. He actually rewatched the last place match recently after we watched it originally, not realizing it was the last place match. He's like, Oh, I really like that match. I was like, Oh, really? Because that's what you fucking ranked last. He's like, No, did I? I was like, Yeah, you, you did. And so now it's in this perpetual state of just being last because Ryan refuses to move them at all now. Give me a better first or last place match. Like, I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. Uh, science. Your science works <laughs> yeah. in mysterious ways, friend. Yeah. Mysterious ways. That's how science works. You make it happen. That's true. Science. The sweet science. Why was this first? Because I chose it. Yes. Because I felt like in the moment I didn't remember the other things. So that's scientifically why it's that way. Okay. Now I understand. All right. Well, we're gonna finish this episode up the same way that we finish every episode. Uh, Ryan, do you know what we finish every episode with? Ryan's wisdom shrub. Ryan's wisdom shrub? Wait. <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, I forgot that we messaged. Did you want to say your thing? No, no, no. I, I haven't had enough research or time to research yet. Okay. I, that's what you called my fucking vacuum story. He's mad about a vacuum, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Maybe that'll be an episode 22 thing. Well, what we really... That's not... And that also, that's not true. What we actually end every episode with is a little segment we call Eric's Wisdom Tree... 
where I impart wisdom uh, and I and I don't need to justify it, yeah. and I don't need to rationalize it. So if Ryan says, "Oh, that's a shitty piece of wisdom," or "I already knew that," it doesn't actually matter because this is just my segment to say whatever I want. Here, here is Eric's wisdom tree for Hard Mark episode twenty-one. The worst candy of all time are those green suckers with the shitty caramel center. Uh. <laughs> That's Eric's wisdom tree. I would say that that is incorrect. <laughs> it is not the worst candy of all time. I enjoy okay. those candies. What? I enjoy them. Every th- caramel apple lollipop. Is that what we're talking about? Probably. Is that, is that the square? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. No, it's. A, uh, it's I was a, thinking it's a little circle. Yeah, yeah. Like with like, and and real quick, just to make sure we're talking about the same oh, thing. We are. It's delicious. The caramel is always in a different ordered, like it's always a different shape on the inside. It's of filled in at different times. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to one of these factories? You're speaking to it with an awful lot of I've authority. Seen enough how it's made on candy. <laughs> that I get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. That. Caramel is like gotta be the worst quality caramel of all time. Tastes good. He's a fucking sucker, Eric. Like, yeah. Then okay, what's not that it matters because this isn't Ryan's wisdom shrub. But what's the worst candy according to you, Mister? My butthole can't handle dairy. <laughs> That's what you're gonna go. <laughs> yeah, because you can't even eat chocolate because then you get toots. Um, uh, there's like a hundred percent. Cacao, whatever. Cacao. <laughs> you hear that, Ryan? It's 100% cacao now. Cacao. What's that? It's uh, chocolate won't make your butthole go... Chocolate doesn't make my butthole do anything. <laughs> it literally tastes like dirt. That's, that's, that's the latest in an episode that we've ever got the quote for the end of the episode. <laughs> chocolate doesn't make my butthole do anything. <laughs> oh, Ryan. You're a fucking treasure. Everybody thank me for introducing Ryan Murphy into your life. Can I just say really quick, at uh, my most recent camping trip, everybody asked me, is Ryan coming? And I had to tell them, no, unfortunately, Ryan's not going to be coming camping. But you are a bit of a a celebrity among my my circle just on account of your your whimsical nature. Perfect. No, I'm... He's available for bar mitzvahs. uh, weddings. If you need someone to hit with a kendo stick, he, Ryan's your man. He's got a, he's got the that meat to handle it. Yeah, I do. Five yeah. stars. I would do it <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, please bombard Yelp with five star reviews for Ryan Murphy's back. We do really appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's this episode. Hard mark. Worst candy of all time. We established. We know now. It's the little sour apple caramel suckers. And if you say otherwise, well, you're, news. you're just a part of big sucker after all, I guess. Uh, last thing I will say. Next episode is going to be what? Next episode is going to be a ladder match. A ladder match, Ryan, is where instead of pinning or making the other person submit, uh, both people are attempting to climb a ladder that is in the middle of the ring, and there's going to be something, like a title belt or a briefcase or something, suspended from the ceiling of the arena, and they're both trying to climb this ladder and, and grab that that device, that uh, thing. Hang that on. sounds fucking awesome. So we're going to watch... We're going to do this on episode 22. There's no special like episode for this. I'm telling you, every single episode in the 20s is yeah. special. I know that we both are very much looking forward to 30. 25 is... Well, I mean, everything. Next match is going to be a ladder match. But 25 is one that I moved up 
in my list. It was originally going to be 50, and I'm moving it to 25. <laughs> and, and I have a feeling that the match we watched here today may play a factor into that. A little teaser trailer for everybody. Uh, but yeah, that's coming next time. Uh, thank you so much, Tony, for joining us. For Thanks so much, Tony. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. This was a lot of fun. Really appreciate you striking only one of the hosts yeah, yeah. Uh, in this program. Uh, the other host also appreciates being able to film it. Hopefully, <laughs> this will kick off my snuff career. But with that said, uh, we close as we always close. If you're not hard, get hard. And once you get hard, stay hard. Take it sleazy, everybody. Spirit dance. Mm-hmm.